I have a duty. God damn it, Scram, I don't want to say you're blowing this, but you are blowing this. Hello again, Ivan here. First off, I hope everybody is okay and staying safe during these uncertain times. Since the world is still in the midst of dealing with the coronavirus, we here at Swiss Army Scorpion thought that this was the right time to announce the first annual Tuesday Gaming Art Contest. I know, you guys have been begging and screaming and yelling, when is it coming? And here it is. We wouldn't ever let you down. We know many of you fans have a lot of artistic ability. And even if you don't, like me, somebody who can't draw a stick figure to save his life, this can still be a really fun way to pass the time while everyone is stuck inside. Pretty much the only rule to the contest is that your piece must in some way relate to the Tuesday Gaming Podcast. You could do a drawing of your favorite character, Manny, maybe the hood, my personal favorite character, the helmet, I mean, come on, R.I.P., love that guy. Maybe you hate all the PCs, we wouldn't blame you. So you could draw an NPC. Maybe you draw Kurdak Bonefist. I mean, I bet that would make a pretty cool poster with him and his giant fist of bones. Some of you might be stronger with a paintbrush. Go for it. I think it would be pretty cool to see some of your favorite scenes. Maybe somebody would like to paint one of the time the gang won the free captains for Gata. Yeah, all those blues and the water and the stars and the storm. That'd make for a good painting. I'm sure of it. All submissions can be sent to our email, which is SwissArmyScorpion at gmail.com. Or you can make submissions on our Twitter page. If you are choosing to submit through our Twitter page, your submission must include the hashtag SwissArmyScorpion in order to qualify. We will be accepting submissions starting this Friday, the 27th. And we will take submissions all the way up until May 1st. There is no limit to the number of submissions per person. All submissions will also subsequently be displayed on our website alongside the winner, which will be announced on May 10th. The winner will receive an official Swiss Army Scorpion shirt. That's right. We've been hinting at merch, guys, for a while now. Well, this is one of the merch items, okay? So the winner, for no charge, will get that shirt. They will also, and probably more importantly, get the bragging rights and title of King Art for the remainder of the year until next year's contest is held and a new King of Art is crowned. I know we're all really excited to see what you guys come up with. We hope this can bring a little joy during the dark times for everybody. And in the meantime, while I know you're all rushing to go start working on your pieces, please enjoy Episode 96, Dinosaur Rodeo. The Deadly Half Inch. Welcome back to Tuesday Gaming. We are Swiss Army Scorpion. It's so vague. Who's ready for a party? Party! Party time! Excellent! Alright, so prior to this party, you guys went to Port Peril and you bought supplies to help renovate the fort and build a harbor but in addition to that you spent some money on food alcohol and entertainment 
Now, what exactly that entertainment consists of is up to you if you want to get specific, but otherwise we can just say, you know, you got some live music playing, maybe like, maybe some dancers. Eurobeat. You got, you got you know, DJ Cornbread up there on the, on the mic. DJ. DJ Bidzeal. DJ iTunes. DJ Bidzeal. DJ Press Play, <laughs> Walk Away. <laughs> so anybody have any specifics for this party they would like to go over or or else uh you know what they might be doing during this party uh which and also we should probably specify where's this party taking place like it's obviously within the walls of your fort but like is it just kind of like a like a free-for-all like for i mean for the most part people can kind of go wherever they want but like where's the hub like i figure the hub is mostly going to be in the the mess hall it's where like all the food's gonna be most of like the seating and stuff but sure i imagine there we could turn the church into like a, a little like nightclub dance party area yeah turn the church into an orgy yeah. an orgy room <laughs> <laughs> okay so and you've got so many people that like if you you could cram everybody into the mess hall if you needed to but it's very cramped so you've got some people like kind of meandering around and yeah some people might like be in the church and just kind of like getting down and uh yeah, uh, so what's what's everybody doing? Tell me, uh, get, well, uh, made, paint a picture for me. How's this party going? I made sure to do my jaw exercises because there's <laughs> no way I'm not taking advantage here. <laughs> what? Ooh, it, that sound, blow that sounds thing? like an eating contest. No, it's, <laughs> no, it's, it's an eating contest. And maybe blowjobs after. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see how full I am. <laughs> I actually wouldn't <clears throat> wouldn't mind. I, I want to take the uh, the captains. I mean, at least like the pirate council captains, but maybe like anyone else, any of the other captains that wanted to come, mm-hmm. take them down to the teleportation circle and just give them a quick look around Sumitha, just to kind of show off a little bit. Sure. Uh, <laughs> you think you run that maybe by the cyclopses? They might they might be mad about that. They're at the party. They don't have to know. Fair enough. All right, so you you give the uh, the guests of honor, we'll call them, uh, a tour. And that brings you to the uh, teleportation circle in the basement of the tower. They're a little, uh, you're like, and here's our teleportation circle. Come with me. <laughs> uh, so they're kind of looking at this thing like, hmm, I don't know if I want to be teleported to some undisclosed location with the the guy who who whose fate we hold in our hands. But Avamar Soranash. Well, do do you do you say like after them or do you say like follow me and step on it first? If they seem like apprehensive, like I'll use it first mm-hmm. and like come back just to show them that like it's not going to hurt them. Yeah. Okay. Just to demonstrate. <laughs> sure. The, uh they're more reassured with that and they will they will follow you. Onto the circle after you teleport a second time to Sumitha, which has, uh, I don't think you guys have had time to fix up Sumitha yet. No, we haven't really cleaned it off. I like, I'm more showing it off as like a conquest than, yeah. Yeah. Well, it definitely looks better without the, the rotting Cyclops corpses (laughs) that have been cleaned up by Umishtar and Kaval. All right. Uh, so what's everybody else doing while Devoth is giving a tour of the house? Partying. (laughs) All right. I would uh, like to have. Uh, I'll, I'll try to stick close with Chase. 
Oh yeah, when did he get here? Oh shit, I forgot Chase was there. Keep him out of trouble. You'll you'll find uh, he's that Chase has a wide berth. Nobody seems to want to like get too close to the the fish-eyed guy. <laughs> oh yeah, Scram, you should have uh, compared hands with Gare. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you got a new hand. Mine got upgraded. <laughs> All right, so you guys are uh, you guys are are getting down with the with the sickness over at uh, the fort. Mm-hmm. Devoth, you're giving the the guests a tour. They're looking around Sumitha, like mildly impressed. Like, oh wow, you so this place was full of cyclopes. And you cleared them all out. That's good. Avamar Soranash says, "I couldn't help but notice that there were several cyclopes present at your party." Indeed. Well, were they also from this fort? Dot. I'm sure there's a story there, Captain Devoth. Would you care to divulge us? Oh, I indeed. So yes. As I've been saying, this this place was pretty well infested with cyclopes when we when we first landed here. Infested, <laughs> infested. <laughs> like they're bugs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the the tribe that was living here, there was uh, quite a few of them, and there was uh, <laughs> one rather large one in that room over there. He was he was fun. <laughs> he was a good, good guy. Dead now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what awkward banter. But uh, the four that are at my party, they were apparently off the island. They had set sail somewhere to go look for more food. And uh, yeah, by the time they came back, I had uh, made my mark, so to speak. So they came to, as they put it, come to terms with, they kept calling me chieftain. That's very, very impressive, Captain Devoth, Avamar Soranash goes on. But he holds a finger up. I couldn't help but notice... That your fort lacks uh, certain defenses should a uh, an actual naval threat arrive at your island. I didn't notice an excess of siege engines on your fort walls. I'm sure they can protect you from cannon fire, but only so long before they fall. Do you not have a siege master amongst your crew? We do indeed, actually. I don't know if you recall the... The boy that was with me when you when you first arrived, he is my master gunner. <laughs> the child, come now, Devoth. He's much more capable than you might think. Believe me, I was just as skeptical as you when I first learned. But I've seen him blow up more things than I care to count. Well, I shall be sure to have a conversation with him before the night's over. Then <laughs> see just how proficient he is. Devoth tries to hide his. Uh, apprehension at that <laughs> <laughs> i don't play view <laughs> i like m- myself not scram like is sweating because god i don't know what You're the nervous. fuck is <laughs> I'm nervous for scram <laughs> so you uh you finish your tour of sumitha and uh so devoth returns back to the fort with uh the honored guests they all join the party again and uh, Scram, you feel a very strong arm around your neck, like a, a rough, if friendly, fashion. And you look over, and it's Avamar Soranash. And he says, God. <laughs> Getting right to it. Immediately, He's, too. <laughs> he says, you, boy, I've heard a lot about you. What's your name? His breath smells, it reeks of alcohol. He's already had quite a few, and he's very close to you. Uh, Scramanacra, uh, and you? 
I hear that you're Captain Devoth's siege engineer. Is this true? Uh, indeed I am. Come now, explain yourself. You can't be older than ten. I'm fifteen. Fifteen and a half. I've... <laughs> yeah, don't let him sell you short. He kind of like... His arm kind of like weighs down on you. He's like, don't talk back to me. I said explain yourself. What sense do you wish for me to explain myself? Well, you're supposed to be your captain's siege engineer, and yet I see a a stark uh, lack of cannons and ballistae on the fort walls. How are you expecting to deflect naval attackers should they come calling? Oh, you you have a very good uh, point. The uh, big problem is, uh, as, uh, as you've seen, um, you may have noticed uh, Devoth's armor. Uh, correct? Says, yes, I suppose he was wearing armor. What about it? What does that have to do with siege engines? I have enhanced the, uh, I've enhanced, um, the equipment of, uh, of the crew exponentially. So now Devoth can just stand up on the battlements and take the damage <laughs> for it. <laughs> and I can chuck Devoth wherever I need him to go. Uh, Scram, I don't want to say you're blowing this, but you are blowing this. <laughs> uh, Why aren't there cannons? Well, Devoth has armor, so suck I, it. Devoth uh, has armor and a great axe. So what the fuck do we need cannons for? I've, uh, <laughs> I've unfortunately have been uh, disposed uh, from the job to make sure that I can uh, make everything look clean, organized, repair walls as necessary, make adjustments, and Tom, make he everybody's... Didn't ask for your... <laughs> I mean, he kind of did. And upgrade everybody's equipment. So I'm a very busy person. Unfortunately, I did not have time to uh, make uh, battlements on this settlement quite yet. I will get to that as soon as this party is done. <laughs> what are you making everything from scratch? Can't you just go to Port Peril or or Quent or Olo and buy some cannons yourself? Uh, I don't know if you know this, Captain, but uh, it's much easier to utilize equipment when you know exactly how it works. I prefer to start from scratch, and also it makes things cheaper. Ah, copper pincher. I see. Well, all right. Let, 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 let's say I let's say I believe you that you're a capable, uh, capable crafter and and siege engineer. And he like takes you outside. And he's like pointing up at the walls. He's like, "Where would you mount cannons on this wall? How would you defend this fort if you had more time to to build said accommodations?" Well, your concern was mostly with naval, correct? Yes. I would point them at sea. Then wouldn't I, Captain? <laughs> oh, got him! His arm, his arm gets heavier than ever. And he says, "What did I tell you about talking back to me?" You asked me where things belong, Captain. I'm just following your orders. Well, surely you know that there are certain places on certain places on fortifying walls that are better suited to having siege engines, and other places that are better suited for other defensive purposes. And he like, he's like, come on, let's go for a walk up to these walls, and I want you to show me exactly what you would put where. Now, at this point, 
I want you to give me a knowledge engineering check to reflect uh, (laughs) your savviness. Yes. Come Uh, on, Tom. This is all you, baby. That's amazing. Not going to touch it. Natural 20. Uh, no. That's a 33. What do you mean, not yes. going to touch it? Well, yes. I don't. I, like, <laughs> if you want to look at it, like. No, I believe you. No, you okay, made it got... sound like it was like, it was like on a crack or something. No. Like, it's it's a natural 20 <laughs> for now, so let's go with that. It's 33. Nice. Yeah. Uh. So, right. like, I really, uh, I really, like, continue my, uh, my retort as, like, a very kind of, like, sarcastic mm-hmm. uh responses but like i'm very clearly very knowledgeable on where yeah. things should go and so like beyond just the walls you like maybe like point to like other parts of the bay where like had you enough time you'd be like we can build like a guard tower over there that would have a better vantage point for this part of the bay and they would be able to flank anybody who came right at us while you know they were like battering down our walls they could get them on the flank and we could put this like in the water itself to slow down like etc cetera, etc cetera. after like a few minutes like his his arm uh my intelligence your... arm just like kind of weighs down heavier, heavier on him scram's big brain weighs down on on Abomar. Like his arm leaves your shoulder and like he's just kind of watching you like disbelief on his face that you're like you actually do know what you're talking about yeah, at the for end being of a boy of 15 years old. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever see uh, My Cousin Vinny, where he gets his uh, girlfriend on the stand, and like everyone's yeah. like, oh, she doesn't know shit about cars. <laughs> and she's all like aloof, like, yeah, like I'm not answering your questions, this is dumb. And then she totally just... Yeah. It's a bullshit question. Yeah, she just busts everyone's I, fucking minds open. If I can, can I get like a good look at like his galley and just be like... I've noticed that you placed the uh, you placed your cannons on the... oh, really yeah, pushing start your picking luck them here. apart. Yes, push that luck scram, push it. Give me diplomacy check. Yes, oh, to to give him a some pointers about his own defenses. Yeah, it could come off very wrong very mm-hmm. quickly. Yeah, just nat twenty. Oh, okay, it's no problem. It's not terrible. I noticed your piece of shit ship is. I you oh, do have a hero shit. point, Tom. Well, no, no, no. I don't need it. I already rolled it. Uh, and I just remembered that because I ended up putting the ranks into uh, into diplomacy from the intelligence headband. Oh, I have so twenty two, got... so thirty three on that. Yes, let's what? go. Yes. <laughs> That's a diplomatic wizard. So you give him some pointers on how he uh, on how his ship could uh, could could improve, and and he just kind of like he like turns away from you. He like looks at his ship, and he like. Like leans real far over the walls, like he's looking at, like he's seeing a ship for the first time, and he's like, "You may just be onto something." Uh, what'd you say your name was? Scram. Scramanacra. Scramanacra. Hmm. How much is Devoth paying you? Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I get a quarter of the cut of, or uh, one fifth the cut of uh, any treasure run. This is it's a good deal. Yeah. He says, oh, that's a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What are you looking for? <laughs> he says, if you ever get tired of uh, of sailing underneath another captain, maybe I could fix you up with a ship of your own, Scramanacra. <laughs> oh Ooh. God. You sail under Avamar Soranash. Give him the hard I'll treat sell. you right. God damn. Uh... Scram is trying to hold his shit together. 
Uh, Take it. Leave the campaign. Retire Scram. <laughs> That's, Be uh, a free captain. Oh, my God. Hey, Scram, at the very least, now you have a fallback plan when the Gargolavo thing comes out. <laughs> hey, I'm a captain under another pirate lord. You can't touch me. Oh, my God. I uh, kind of stare really, like, hard out into the distance, like, weighing my options on that. Like, I think I would... Take, need to take some uh, time to make that decision, Captain. He says no pressure, and he like he like rubs your like runs a hand through your hair, but he does it like real rough, and you like almost fall over from like how hard he's like pressing down on your head. There's no pressure. He says in the meantime, it's a party. Come on, Scram. Let's eat, drink, and get laid. Uh, agreed. <laughs> agreed. <laughs> Still trying to process like everything that was just said. Mm-hmm. All right. So meanwhile, down at the uh, down in the, in the uh, in the mess hall, you've got uh, everybody basically everybody but Scram and Avamar Soranash. So you got the, like the la- the live music playing. Lady Bloodmourne, she looks like she's already had quite a few drinks. And she, she like she's not like white girl wasted yet, but she's uh, <laughs> she's quickly getting getting there. And uh, she goes up to the the musicians who are providing your entertainment. And she like. Musicians like tone it down a little, tone it down. She like turns to the party. She's like, she like holds up her her glass and it like slot like half it like sloshes out of the glass. And she's like, like Captain Devoth, this, uh, these spirits are delicious. Where did you acquire them? Where do pirates acquire anything? I stole it. There's like a moment of silence in the mess hall, uh, and then everybody's like, Yeah, pirates! <laughs> oh, yeah, and. And she says, "I'd love to hear the story of how you stole this, these spirits, or or, or any any story. Like Captain Devoth, uh, regale us with with a, a daring tale of piracy before you became a hoity-toity pirate lord." <laughs> and everyone was like, "Ah, oh, that's us." Ah, uh, well, have you ever heard the uh, the daring tale of how I acquired a very expensive table that now belongs <laughs> to the Hurricane King? <laughs> Uh, most people are like a table, but a couple people are like, "Oh, sh- 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 yeah, it's a fucking what's his name, Shichiro." Uh, uh, you can uh, give me a uh, perform oratory to regale everybody with the time he stole Shichiro's table. <laughs> that's a twenty-eight. Nice. Everyone seems pretty satisfied with that, even though that's probably not a super great roll from you. Uh, it was a twelve. Oh, okay, a little over average. All right. Uh, so yeah, everybody, everyone's like. A few people were like, "Oh, I love that story. It's my favorite." And everybody who's who hasn't heard it before are like, "Is like, wow, that's that's amazing." But everybody, like Devoth, is busy like telling the story with like you know all sorts of like pomp and circumstance. Everybody else besides Scram can give me a perception check. I got a twenty-eight. I got a nine. I got a thirty-five. Okay, so uh, Cheryl and Ivan. This may they this may even be the first time you guys have heard this story. Oh no! I think Cheryl was was in the group when you guys were in the. Uh... No, that was the mass shield. Yeah. No, but like when when you guys like oh, when first we did came the to Port Peril oh, and yeah, you were yeah. like yes, I think Cheryl was part of the group then. Yes, Cheryl was. All right, so I think this would probably be the first time Ivan's heard this story. And... Yeah, Ivan and Leon. Yeah, so Leon's busy uh, like squirting milk out of his nose, but uh, Ivan and Cheryl. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's your nine perception. 
that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so weird because we're not even serving milk at the party. <laughs> That's I found it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, so Ivan and Cheryl, you notice that while everybody's pretty uh, amused by the story, uh, you do see uh, Beidou Hanji is, he doesn't seem amused. In fact, he actually seems a little peeved hearing this story. But we know why he would be peeved about that? Is the consortium down with slavery? Oh, you know the consortium's definitely down with slavery. Whether or not Beidou Hanji is, has any, like, professional or personal connections with the consortium uh yeah you don't know but it would it would seem that for whatever reason uh the story of the time devoth came to blood cove killed shichiro and took his table is a uh is a bit of a thorn for uh beidou hanji after after a little while of uh con- of cavorting the uh the main course is served and you guys like odessa and her uh and her courtesans have been moving around uh like serving hors d'oeuvres throughout the party and just like being being lovely anybody who wants to can give me a uh a sense motive check oh yeah uh 23 for devoth 27 for cheryl 12 for leon 13 for ivan devoth and cheryl notice that while odessa and her ladies have been going around serving hors d'oeuvres uh anytime odessa gets anywhere near uh avamar he kind of uh he's kind of like giving her eyes he's not being like overt about it but like he'll just be like shooting the shit with some other guest and he just he just kind of like watches her as, as she goes by so then after a, a little while uh dinner is served as you guys are are chowing down the revelry dies down a little bit as everybody's uh stuffing their faces and uh eating contest eating contest is anybody doing an eating contest? I know Ivan was uh, Masat was uh, oh, doing we, some jobs. Uh, yeah, I, I just I figured like that's been going on the whole time. Yeah, I feel like this one's a little bit more of an unspoken one. Just kind of like every time I see Cheryl Leon finish a plate, I make sure I get another one. I don't know if maybe they're doing the same thing, so it's like an endless <laughs> loop. But <laughs> I don't know. You have Cyclops here. I think it would be an yeah, that, interesting that, battle. They're in their they're in their own weight division. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough so during one of the uh the lulls in uh the the dinner conversation uh maze daramar speaks up and he says so devoth you and your crew really exemplified yourselves during the free captain's regatta your the sailing skills of your of your crew cannot be denied but Sheer sailing skills is is one thing, but what a real pirate lord needs is navigation. Being able to get from one end of the shackles to another as expeditiously as possible, or even just knowing a shortcut through a, a small atoll, or having knowledge of a of a cross current here and there can make all the difference. Is anyone in your crew truly proficient in navigation of the shackles and uh anyone who th- who uh either devoth or anyone who wants to speak up can give me either a knowledge geography nature or survival check to demonstrate uh their their knowledge of the shackles waters and plot a sample course i'll go for geography i was like my geography is a plus seven so not i got a plus 12 I'm sure leon's are pretty good 
my geography is plus 21. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Leon. <laughs> Kill him, bud. Oh! 35. Nice. <laughs> it's so, not enough, though. So, yeah, he asked that, <laughs> and, like, I immediately kind of walk over to Leon, knowing that he's the, the walking library of the Mascador. Mm-hmm. Also, and not like, <laughs> Oh, yeah, he does carry a bunch of books. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think Scram might be, like technically more intelligent now with a new headband but like yeah he is but leon is like the walking knowledge base yeah yeah the walking encyclopedia so yeah devoth would just kind of walk over to leon and like throw his arm around him and like if you want navigation here's the guy to talk to this guy knows everything to every question i've ever had to ask him he's ridiculous (laughs) so leon uh gives uh gives maze daramar a sample uh, course through the through the shackles he like peppers in a couple a couple secret secret routes or cross currents maze daramar is nodding his head and he says he says yes yes i i would have made much the same course myself it's very impressive your knowledge of of the waterways of the shackles is is very impressive thank you how shitty does his boat look alex <laughs> <laughs> oh my god wait all right listen if you do good enough here you could become a captain under- <laughs> just, devoth just gets every pc poached off of his crew during this party and becomes our own captain <laughs> that's honestly something i've contemplated before like we should just go out and like steal a bunch of ships so that like we each have our own and we're just like a floating armada that just goes and does everything in the campaign. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't make Axel's life a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> All right, ready for combat? We have five ships. Another fishing village. A eh? <laughs> In comes the armada. <laughs> All right, so with that uh dinner continues and uh Everyone's getting pretty full. Avamar Sorenash is uh is is quite wasted at this point. And uh as Odessa walks by to to grab some dirty plates, he kinda like he's kinda like watching her. She like walks behind him and when she walks past him, he actually like grabs her by the waist and he like he like pulls her like to like be like sitting on his lap and he's like, mm, I've been watching you all night. Little Missy, how'd you like to come back to the Blood Moon with me tonight? And she's just isn't like rejecting him or saying anything, but she looks extremely uncomfortable. If Avamar is uh, is aware of how uncomfortable she is, he's either not letting on or he doesn't care. He's like like smelling her neck, and he's like he's be- he's being real real gross. She's like looking right at uh, at Devoth, like you told me this wouldn't happen when you employed me. Yeah, Devoth is definitely going to make his way over there to intervene. I'm just trying to think of what I can distract him with. Enough so that way I could dimension her door, uh, dimension door her out. <laughs> dimension your door. <laughs> dimension her door. I love your bedroom talk. Um, what do I know about Avamar? Like, I know, I mean, just from like context from this, like he seems pretty interested in like defenses and siege weaponry and stuff like that, but like. Uh, he's a bit of a skeeve, but what else? What what else do I know about him? So you know that he's like he's a real like power play kind of guy. Like if there's a pissing contest, you bet he's going to be part of it. He, he seems like he's certainly not used to being told no to anything, just based on his interactions 
that you've seen tonight. But yeah, he's he's like a real like pissing contest kind of guy. All right, I do want to challenge him to a contest. There should be a like a show of strength from like multiple contestants or something like that. Yeah, I was like, I'm not exactly sure what, but I, I do. I, like, I want to announce like a quick contest. A jousting. <laughs> <laughs> First, we need to go to the nearest fishing get the village to get horses. <laughs> no, we'll get the triceratops. <laughs> oh my god, triceratops jousting. They even have built-in uh, fucking lances. <laughs> Protectors. <laughs> they do. <laughs> yeah, they got built-in shields and lances. <laughs> oh, I got it. So, yeah, seeing seeing him kind of, like, manhandling Odessa, Devoth uh, stands up and just kind of, like, addresses the crowd. So, who here has ever ridden a dinosaur? <laughs> oh, sick. Uh, oh, don't talk about her like that. <laughs> <laughs> she is past her prime, yep. after all. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, there's so many throwbacks. I can't even handle this. <laughs> 35 is a... It's past the prime. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> I Ivan did say he wanted to domesticate those flying ones. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Multiple times. That happened over the break. Alright, so who who's ever ridden a dinosaur? Yeah. Um you get a lot of like not me. <laughs> and you definitely have like the attention of everybody. And Avamar Soranash is he looks like he's paying attention as well, but he's also like just absent mindedly continuing to like like he's not letting her get off of his lap. Yeah. And she's like she started to like kind of like try to push him away, but he's just he's just too strong and like yeah. without like actually like fighting back, fighting back. Like she's not getting away. Devoth is like, he, he makes the announcement like, "Well, I don't know if uh I don't think we've told anyone else this yet, but uh about a mile north of here, we've got a pen with a bunch of triceratops wandering around in it." I offer up a contest. Now, before you continue with that, I will add that at this point, it's uh, it's like dusk. Yeah, no okay. more. Okay, like, uh, I'm honestly surprised it's that early. I was expecting like a midnight dinosaur ride. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I offer up a contest. These Triceratops have not yet been tamed by yours truly, so we're going to have a little rodeo. Oh my god. <laughs> You get you get some huzzas to that, and uh, give me a diplomacy check. Net twenty for a thirty six. Nice. Wow. I was prepared to give you a bonus because it's fucking dinosaur rodeo, uh, but you do not need it. Avamard, he he just like he just gets up. He likes and he's like slaps Odessa in the ass. He's like, I'll be back for you later. And he he's like first in line to go to the. To go to the dinosaur rodeo. Immediately, I dimension her door. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> dimension her door. I don't waste a minute. I dimension her door. I can't help you. God damn it. God. Somebody said it. It got stuck. You said it. <laughs> I'd like to dimension door her out of, uh, of that location. Okay. Where do you take her? I mean, everyone's leaving. Like, where... <laughs> take her to the dinosaur corral. <laughs> uh, I know I gonna, be safe. I was gonna take her to like to their like quarters. Okay, she was definitely not expected expecting to be teleported just now. So she she's kind of like freaks out for a second until she realizes she's back in her room and she's. Oh, thank you, Scram. I'm sorry, but I, I I need a couple minutes and then I'll be back down to the party. Uh, 
I don't know. Uh, I don't know how good of an idea it is to uh, be at the party. I think he thinks that everything is his. Of uh, course he does, but I am. I am not a stranger to men like that, and I have a duty to go back down to that party and serve drinks and provide entertainment. I believe Devoth's first. Uh, uh, his first statement to you was to guarantee protection, which I believe overrules uh, your duties. So if you wish to stay up here, I'm not holding you captive. You're more than welcome to uh, go back down to the party if you want to stay up here. If Devoth has a problem, he could come to me about it. Thank you, Scram. I will. I'm planning on returning to the party, but I will. Uh, I will take you up on that if I must. And I leave the room. We'll see. Yeah. She says, going so soon, Scram? Dude, yeah, please don't put me in the... Listen, I've been offered captain position. I got a lot on my mind. Everything might not be working the way how it needs to tonight, all right? Wow. For the, you know what? Scram's a 15-year-old boy. Odessa looks at him the right way. It's going to work fine. <laughs> so, meanwhile, everybody is just jacked up over this dinosaur rodeo idea thing. So, as everybody's like... Like like grabbing their coat and getting ready to to head out, uh, Devoth, you are approached by Beidu Hanji. Okay, he says, Devoth, before everybody leaves to this rodeo, I was hoping I could get a private word with you. All right, what is it? He says, Well, if you don't mind, uh, is there somewhere that we could speak in private? Uh, yeah, yeah, come with me. I'll lead him over just to like B14, that little, I think that was like an office area or something. So once you're there, he says, uh, says Devoth, through my trade of servants, I've made many business contacts. One of them is the Aspis Consortium. I was on very good terms with their former branch admin in Blood Cove. You may remember Shichiro. Yeah, I remember him. Well, Shichiro may have passed, but business must continue, and the Blood Cove chapter has since acquired a new admin, and he is running the Aspis Consortium admirably. However, there is a loose end that he has asked me to assist him with. That loose end me? Oh, no, no, no. You In the shackles in Blood Cove... Uh, Disagreements happen. Sometimes things go too far. Personal feelings aside, business is business. However, there is a certain employee that Shichiro unlawfully lost that day. Perhaps you know him. Price Chapman. Yeah, I know him. Well, my sources tell me that Price Chapman is currently sailing under your flag. Yeah. Well, I am afraid that... He does not belong to you. He is still property of the Aspis Consortium. One of my agendas tonight was to right the wrong of the vicious murder that Price Chapman committed that day and left his duties uh, without the proper exit clause. No, no doubt you've grown fond of Price Chapman. I've heard he is a very amicable fellow. But I am here tonight to ask you to relinquish his duties sailing under you and allow me to bring him back where he belongs. Yeah, see, that's where we have a little bit of a problem. 
because I was there, and Price Chapman no longer works for the consortium. He paid his way out of his contract. He is a free man. You are referring to the Naga Venom that he left in Shichiro's office after killing him. That Naga Venom was the agreed-upon price for his freedom. That price was left behind. It is paid. He is no longer affiliated with the Aspis Consortium. As a customer, one might pay 10,000 gold pieces for that venom, but for that to be the case, the consortium would have needed to acquire it for less than market value in order to turn a profit. Do you disagree? No. Then I would counter-argue, Devoth, that even if that venom was as high quality as he no doubt advertised, it only pays so much in order for the consortium to be able to profit off of this uh, transaction. Gold is gold. Gems are gems. But when trade goods become the currency, there's a certain conversion one must make when considering such things. Yes, I've heard of these conversions before. They make a handy excuse to keep someone in a contract when they've paid their fair way out. The Naga Venom was worth exactly as much as advertised. They did not have to buy it from from price. If the Aspis Consortium had been required to buy the Venom from Price Chapman in order to sell for a profit, then I could understand your argument. They did not. This venom was in exchange for a contract. And the exchange rates for goods for a contract are market value. He is a free man. Give me a diplomacy check. Diplomacy. With an inspiration. Uh, That's a 25 altogether. He grins. But it's a different grin than what you've seen him make. Uh, Instead of seeming like he's belittling you, he... He, he, seems, uh, he seems a little surprised. He says, I suppose I underestimated you, Devoth. I didn't take you to be such a savvy businessman. I took you for the kind of captain who just spends plunder as you make it. But you are coming across as the kind who always keeps a plunder or two in your hold, just in case. <laughs> it's actually true that actually is true up until like today's session yeah, yeah. so but no you went out and got five points of plunder in there so eight actually yeah eight, yeah exactly <laughs> i know how my uh my personality comes across and a lot of that's on purpose and most of it's just the way i am but i take care of my crew i make sure they're always taken care of and i always make sure i have the capability to take care of them Price Chapman is one of my crew. Very admirable. I could say the same thing about myself. Perhaps you've heard of my uh, newest protege, Keitha Saltspray. Oh, I'm well acquainted. Yes, I know you are. That was a trick question. You see, I know there is a history between you and Keitha. In lieu of your pending promotion, you no doubt had plans to take advantage of your new position. Another point on my agenda tonight was to ensure that we had an understanding. Whatever past qualms you and Keitha may have had, surely you understand that the politics of the shackles requires that rowdy individuals 
play nice. Oh, I'm becoming well aware of the politics of the shackles. He nods his head. I'm sure everyone is waiting for you to return to show them to this rodeo, but first I have one final point that I wish to discuss with you. Have you heard of aquatic creatures called Incutilis? <laughs> I'm quite familiar with them as well, yes. You are w- one of few captains in the Shackles who can say as such. I had the misfortune of discovering them quite by accident one day. I pulled some resources into an investigation and discovered that there seems to be some sort of Shackles-wide infestation. A secret one. They seem to be very focused on finding something. And if you look hard enough, it seems at least one can be found in every major port in these waters. I don't know what they're looking for, but I heard that you have dealt with them in the past. Yeah, I, uh, I've had a few run-ins. Well, any information you can share with me would certainly be appreciated. I will, uh, I'd have to go check my notes. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's go enjoy the party for tonight and, uh, we'll see what we can dig up in the morning, eh? As you wish, Captain Devoth. And he, uh, he returns to the group with you and you guys, you guys lead the party north to the dinosaur corral. <laughs> so anybody who wants to participate, uh, why don't you give me either a handle animal or ride check? Oh my God. Oh, I am awful at both of those. <laughs> um, I think I get a bonus to handle animal for wild empathy. Yeah, uh, Wild Empathy, you're basically rolling a d20, adding your Charisma modifier, and then adding your Shifter level. And you basically treat it as Diplomacy versus Animals. Uh, So that's a 27. Okay, so what did everybody... uh, Who else is participating in this thing? Oh, Devoth's participating. Uh, Cheryl, definitely. Scram, are you going to try to ride the dino? No, I am not riding the dinosaur. (laughs) I will certainly (laughs) enjoy watching. Okay. Um, all right, so what is everybody's totals? I got a 15. Okay. Devoth got a 5. <laughs> Shell got a 7. So Ivan Ivan does pretty good. These triceratops do not enjoy being ridden <laughs> and are certainly not used to it. So they are extremely eager to buck off anybody who tries to mount them. So Ivan, uh, you you do a pretty good job, and you uh, you even get one to, like, eventually be like well i guess this is my life now and like i i would go more with the like calm him down and let him allow me to ride him technique like a okay. cheater that's From jurassic world well i that feels more druidic than jump on and hold on until he's in the submission sure you're not you're not alone master of gales and maze daramar also take the that tactic although they uh maze daramar uh his specialty is uh, creatures of the ocean, so he doesn't do that well. Uh, Master of Gales uh, manages to uh, to calm one down, and yeah, it's not like a rip roaring rodeo for you two, but you are on a triceratops, just kind of being like <laughs> <laughs> the star of the show. Though it would seem is Tessa Fairwind, who uh, got a natural twenty on her ride <laughs> oh check, my God. and like <laughs> so, Ivan and Master of Gales are like. 
Hmm, our Triceratops enjoy being ridden. Look how nice, look what a nice leisurely ride we're having. But everybody's looking at Tessa, who's just like bare back, one arm in the air, like, woo! Like, just that thing's just like bucking her off, and she's just like riding it like a champ. Ride the lightning. She's riding the lightning. And eventually does throw her off, uh, but she's but she's up there for way longer than anybody else manages to. And Avamar Sorinash uh, gets like kicked in the face when he approaches his Triceratops, <laughs> so he never even like manages to uh, to get on top. Uh, Devonta would have been like cheering on Tessa the whole time too, like just get the whole crowd like whooping and hollering for oh, her. Oh yeah, <laughs> it is a spectacle. Everyone's like Tessa, yeah, woo. And like, she, like when she returns to the group, like everyone's like patting her on the back, uh, and people are like occasionally like, because this this is like over the course of like a couple hours probably, and like over during that time, like people are like coming up to Devoth and going like, Devoth, this was a great idea, like this is an amazing party, We've never never had anything this fun before. But then after a couple hours is over, everyone's like, all right, well, I'm starting to I'm starting to lose my buzz. Let's let's get back to the let's get back to the party. Oh yeah. So you guys, uh, you guys all go back to the fort. And when we get back, um, I'm going to make a special toast to Tessa Fairwind for for winning the rodeo, and I'm going to present her with a matching pair of plus one cutlasses. <laughs> <laughs> did Did any of them belong to Beidou Hanji or to uh, to Big Blue Baloo? No, no these. These were like loot that we got from somewhere. But oh, like, okay. I was just I was like looking through my loot, like what what will make a good prize for this? Like oh, a matching pair of cutlasses. Here you go. All right, nice. <laughs> uh, so she like she accepts her uh, her toast with grace, and she's just like like waving her arms in the air, like yes, yes, I know, but go on, yes, thank you. <laughs> um, and she accepts her cutlasses. Uh, she like like swish swish, kind of like makes a little show of. Uh, of of using them, she and she seems pretty practiced with a with a blade just from that little display. So it seems it seems like it's going to be a uh, like an unchallenged success for this dinner. When all of a sudden you hear the alarm being raised, like ding 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 ding, and you hear uh, from the bay something's coming out of the water. Oh, Which, it's mother Gargolavo. fucking Gargolavo. Tom. Um, no wait, is it? <laughs> no, you can't do that. What? Well, what do you mean? You can't do that. <laughs> well, you guys are currently in B eleven, the mess hall. Uh, what do you guys do? Devoth is gonna well, run into the watchtower and take a look out over the bay. I'm gonna follow. I'm also gonna follow. I think I'll follow. Oh, I'm gonna follow. Wow! <laughs> I think the party's this way. <laughs> the generic crew knows better than to to follow, but um. Most of like the honored guests are following you guys to see what all the commotion is. So where exactly do you guys go? Uh, up on the battlements. If you're oh, looking see at the you. map, I just put everyone over there. All right, you. It's it's very difficult to see because uh, it's like pitch black at this point. But you can see three large masses shambling up the beach towards the uh, towards the walls. And when I say large masses, I mean like huge sized. Huge sized. All right. Why don't you say huge, sized. huge masses? <laughs> That's like twenty yeah. feet, right? Yeah, huge is the next size up from large, right? Yes. Yeah. So like it's ten like by a ten, fucking tree, or no, yeah, fifteen no. by fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I do uh, enlarge person as soon as possible. You guys Devoth. can give me perception checks. Thirty-one for Devoth. 
Nice. 22 for Cheryl. 24 for Scram. Same for Ivan. Every, everybody who got a 30 and up uh, can... And let me just uh, reiterate this. So these these masses that you see coming up the beach are like actually like gargantuan sized. Oh. Everybody who got a 30 or higher on their perception check can actually see that the shapes moving up the, the beach are like some sort of object and they're being pulled by some huge sized creature and those same people who got that 30 plus perception can see that they the creatures look like like elephants are like pulling there's like three elephants that are pulling these three gigantic objects up the beach all right well scram you said you're enlarging person on me mhm all right well devoth uh, as soon as he gets enlarged he hops right off the the wall and just starts running Towards the beach, axe in hand. Okay. I'm going to go owl boy and follow. Uh, someone would want to take me? Uh, <laughs> dimension door. He already wasted I his already dimension wasted door. wasted it. I know. <laughs> it's true. The The shore is 200 feet away from the, uh, from the fort walls. And these elephants, or whatever they are, have already closed half of that distance by the time you guys get up to the walls assess what you're looking at, and take action. So, while we're at it, can everybody please give me initiative? Scram? 16. Devoth? Uh, 15. Leon? 9. Cheryl? Uh, 2. Ivan? Uh, 23 for Ivan. Okay, so up first is Ivan. So, Devoth, uh, you haven't quite gotten to where you are on the map yet. Uh, Let's start everybody off on the walls. Okay, then I want to. I think I'll probably have to use a double move action to fly out towards them, but I want to like climb an altitude as I'm flying out. Yeah, I, I want to. I'm more interested in scoping out. Like, are there things on top of this? Like, what the fuck are these things? All right. Okay, so getting closer, you can see that uh, mechanically they're mammoths. So I'm just going to call them that now. It's not totally clear what they're dragging. Uh, but it looks like pieces of, like, a ship's hull. Like, it's just, like, these giant things of, like, metal that they're just dragging through the sand, making huge gouges in, in the sand, and they just trampled right over your volleyball court. <gasps> Those <laughs> bastards. Oh, no. But, like, I don't see any people or anything on these giant metal things, and they look like they're solid. No, it doesn't. They don't look like vehicles or anything like that. But uh, give me another perception check now that you're closer. Twenty nine. Each mammoth has at least two, maybe three, squid-like creatures clinging to them. Yeah, sons of like, bitches. Like, like one is Achilles. Like, yeah, I don't know if uh, Ivan's ever met an Achilles before. Yeah, I'm sure uh, he's heard the stories, but I don't think he's ever encountered one. Yeah, so like. On like any given mammoth, like there could be like a like a squid-like creature like on its head, and then you see another one like on its haunches, and then like but the, like the ten there's like tentacles like driven all through these animals, and so you're not sure if like you're seeing like the tentacles of another one like under its belly or if it's just the same network of one of the other ones. Yeah, they're just like like very gross looking. They're just like riddled with these with these weird squid-like creatures 
What is tethering the mammoth to the things that they are dragging? Very heavy-duty chains. How stable do these gargantuan things look? They look pretty sturdy. I mean, they're like huge hunks of metal. Uh, So now it is Scram's turn. As much as I really want to do haste right now, I don't think I'm going to have a better opportunity. Lightning arc. Okay. So I'm guessing you're targeting red and green with lightning arc and blue's getting the... Yeah. Getting caught in the middle. Yeah. All right. So I'm making reflex saves. I'll just go top to bottom. That is an eight, a 19, and a 22. Nope. Uh, well, maybe the 22. So it looks like the red one up north failed, the blue one in the middle failed, but the green one just passed. Yeah. And the amount of damage is a staggering 37 damage. Tight. Okay. Do anything with your move action? I mean, what more do you want from it, the guy? Yeah. Is, <laughs> is there any way that I... If Scram sees, like, Devoth gearing up to, like, you know, like, jump down, I think I'm going to hop on Devoth's back real quick. <laughs> what? Oh, my Oops. God. Okay. There's nothing he can't do. <laughs> <laughs> nothing like showing a good impression to the pirate lords. <laughs> Absolute Boom. animal. Giddy up, Captain. <laughs> well, speak of the devil, it is Devoth's turn. All right. You've got one Scram on your back. <laughs> Well, uh, Devoth is going to, well, he's not going to start Rage yet, actually. You're the worst. He's going to move action. How much is it to just hop off the wall with Featherfall? Just fall. Oh, you, you get to the ground, no problem. But like, how, how much of my movement would that take up? I'd be inclined to say that is your move action, getting to the ground. Yeah, all right. I'm going to cast a spell. I'm just trying to decide which one. You know, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna cast displacement on myself. Okay. Although scram riding your back still gives any uh, attackers a pretty good idea where you're actually standing. <laughs> yeah, I would kind of like to shake him off <laughs> once I get to the ground. Like you're on the ground, get off. <laughs> All right, if scram wants to just let go. Yeah, I'm gonna let go. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna hold on tighter. <laughs> I was really tempted to do greater invisibility, but you know what? I have an audience. I don't want to disappear in front of an audience. All right, mammoth's turn. And they're going to move 40 feet towards the walls. Holy shit. Even dragging the shit, they can move 40 feet? As a full round action, yep. Fuck. Ivan, you would now see four flying creatures approaching from the north. They are currently about 50 feet in the air. And they are flying like parallel to the uh, eastern wall coming south. But that is their turn. So, Leon, you are up. All right. I'm going to use... A thingy. Ooh. I know. Uh, not that exciting, though. Oh. I'm just going to use an Inspire Courage. Okay. Nice. And then I'm going I'm to move up to here and then jump off with my slow, my Ring of Feather falling as well. Nice. Okay. That's it for me. And Inspire Courage has no range, right? It's just anybody who can hear you? Or yep. it has to be within 30 feet? Nope. It's anyone that can hear him. That's awesome. And then there was Cheryl. How high is this wall? Everyone's got Featherfall, but Cheryl doesn't. Okay, so the wall that you're on is 15 feet high. And intentionally dropping intentionally dropping removes 5 feet of that. 10, ten feet. 10 feet of that. So you're only dropping 5 feet. Which and doesn't... And you can Yes. Well, you don't even need to do that because 5 feet doesn't deal damage. So. You need to fall at least 10. So. Yeah. So, Cheryl, if you intentionally jump off the ledge, you're not going to take any damage. Uh, yeah, sweet. I uh, intentionally fall off the ledge then. 
Okay. All right. So, hmm. I really don't want to run at these elephants, even though I do want to book some goddamn book elephants. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, you got courage. You have spells. I'm going to cast Invisibility. That okay. way, I'll sneak up on these elephants and totally book them unsuspectingly. That's your belly tattoo, right? Yes. My tramp stamp is my six speed, and my invisibility is my belly. Nice. All right. So Cheryl jumps down, lands on the ground, and he must have just sunk beneath the sand because he's not there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us back to Ivan. I would like to charge the green okay. uh, mammoth. And I'm going to use my flyby ability. So I want to... Does that uh, prevent attacks of opportunity from being provoked? It does not. I believe so. No? Nope. Okay. Because as gigantic elephants, they have pretty extensive reach. He's going he's gonna to whip his head around and try to slam you with his trunk. That's a 32 to hit. Well, yeah. Okay. You take 21 damage. The giant, ow, boom, giant trunk slams into you. But from there, you can proceed with your turn. Now, the flyby is part of the charge, right? I don't think it is a charge. Uh, flyby attack is when flying, you can take a move action and another standard action at any point during the move. The creature cannot take a second move action during a round when it makes a flyby attack. So basically, it just allows you to take your standard action mid-movement. But yeah. it is a standard action, not a charge attack. Okay, I'm going to make a talent attack then. All right. And I, as always, picked lightning when I wild-shaped. All right. That's a 37 to hit. That'll definitely hit. Okay, so it's a 16, and now I need 2d6s. Okay, so I did four lightning damage and then one acid damage from the gloves. And then, so I figured I'd come down from 30 feet hit a talon, and then go back up 30 feet, but I would end up more closer to the wall, especially knowing there's things coming from up here. Okay. When you got that close, it's pretty clear that they're carrying, like, some sort of the, the fragments of the hull of some ship. It's not, like, just pure metal. Like, there is some metal mixed in there, but actually the majority of it is, like, it's a wooden hull, but it's just this massive structure but now it is Scram's turn. Scram is going to cast haste. Haste. Okay. So Ivan's not going to be able to get that haste. Well, hold on. And they get haste. I do move because I've been in this scenario before. The safest point is not next to Devolve. It huh? is over here. It's <laughs> <laughs> as far away as I can be. All right. And now it is Devoth's turn. All right, uh, Devoth is going to charge the blue crab, charge the one that's, you know, coming at the main entrance, like, directly for it. All right, and, uh, yeah, so I am attacking with chip. Oh, so Devoth oh. is, Devoth wait, wait, is wait, wait, large wait. with his impact chip. Wait, 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 yes. scratch that, scratch that. Uh-oh. Devoth is not charging. Oh. oh. Boo. <laughs> Boo. Dash it. What kind of captain sits back and lets his owl do all the work? <laughs> well, Devoth is going to start inspiring rage first off. Okay. Yeah, all right. I like that. <laughs> yeah, keep bitching. That's why you're the captain. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's got movement, so he is going to... Because that was a move action, so I'll take my standard action to move 
And yeah, he's going to move over and just be standing like in the path of the blue mammoth. Then it is now the mammoth's turns. So red and green will move a full 40 feet up. Blue can only move 20 feet, but then he's going to attack Devoth with a trunk slam. That's a 24 to hit. That does beat my AC. Now roll for displacement, please. All right. Uh, 1 to 50 is a hit. 40. You take 20 damage. And now it is the harpy's turns. And the purple and green harpies are going to fly over Devoth. And they're each going to drop a large rock onto him. The size of a small child. And that is an 8 versus your touch. Does not hit. And a natural one. Ha. Okay, so they each drop this these halfling-sized boulders down on Devoth, but uh, they both miss. So the other harpies, they're going to just kind of fly beyond Devoth. And they're still about 50 feet up in the air, uh, but they're a little closer to the walls and uh, the other PCs. So now it is Leon's turn. I'm going to cast Blessing of Fervor. Okay. What's the range on that, baby? So 5 times 5 is 25, plus 25 is 50, yep. right? Yep. All right, so 50 feet. Ow! Well, I have good news because I'm using my rod to cast it. Nice. Your rod of reach? Yeah. Nice. So it hits everybody. Awesome. Well, well mark off um, a... Uh... If you look at the targets, no two of which can be more than 30 feet apart. Oh, that's it's true. It's just like haste. Whatever. I did it to myself. You're like getting so far away that I'm not getting any oh. sweet yeah. buffs. So Leon needs to either move up or just <laughs> Devoth and Ivan aren't going to get it, which I mean, we ran up. That was our choice. I'm just. Well, actually, I could target. Yeah, so you could. And then it would hit Devoth. You could hit Devoth and Ivan with it, or you could hit yourself and Cheryl or Cheryl and Scram. I'm going to hit I'm going to hit Devoth and Ivan with it. They deal a lot of damage. OK. All right. Devoth and Ivan get Blessing of Fervor. And is that on top of haste? Yeah. Okay, but the extra attack option from Blessing of Fervor does not stack with haste. Ah, good to know. So is Cheryl doing anything, or sorry, is Leon doing anything with his move action? Hmm. Actually, I think you had to, unless you were already holding that the rod, that was probably your move action getting it out. Oh, I wasn't holding the rod, so I used the move action to pull out the rod. Yet. Okay, then we will move on to Cheryl. Oh, okay. Well, I'm invisible, so I've got that going for me. Mm-hmm. How, I'll... uh... All the harpies How are high 50 are these feet. harpies? Yeah, 50 they're feet. 50 feet. Okay, yeah. so I'm not even going to bother with them, but I would like to bane some elephants. So, let's see. One, bane two. animal. Or, you've dealt with Inkytillus before. I don't know if this would change. You might need to use bane undead because oh, yeah. the elephants themselves are probably dead. Oh, good thing I didn't bane an elephant. That's right. All right. I think I can make it to this elephant if it's 50. One, two. Yeah. Oh yeah, sick. All right, here we go. What what action was your your book blessing? Is that just like a swift action? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So you're swift so action. you're charging at this elephant. Yeah, I will charge. That sounds okay. dangerous. Charge and say a prayer to Phrasma while I'm running. I hope this is a good idea, Phrasma. I got a power attack too. Here it comes. Ooh, that's not very high. Uh, well, so plus two, that. plus one, so 28. That hits. That's a 33. 33, alright. Uh, you do feel uh, a little bit of that get absorbed by some damage reduction. Alright, good. Good booking from Cheryl. 
That brings us back to the top. Ivan. Okay. It's a pretty chaotic um, looking battle all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's yellow. Yellow orange harpy that looks like it's heading towards uh, my compatriot Leon. Yeah. Does he have a rock? Like he's going to try and boink him on the head like the boss? Yeah, he's holding the rock. Okay. Then I want to charge him. Okay. And I am going to, right before I get there, use a free action to go into tiger form. 50 feet in the air? And, yep. Oh. Because oh, yeah. I want to try and take this guy out of the sky. Oh, you're gargoyling him? Yep. Oh, man. Dude, but it's even <laughs> better because it's 50 feet up. <laughs> yes. I'm going to say that since you're literally free-falling, like you've got your inertia from the charge... But now you're just a tiger in midair fighting something that can fly on its own. I'm not going to give you a bonus on your attack roll from the char- from the charge. So you're not getting the plus two from charging. Okay. Okay, I'll get a power attack. Okay. Um, and let's start with the bite. That's a 25 to hit. That hits. So that's going to be 33 damage plus 5 lightning damage, 6 acid damage. And I'd like to make a CMB. It's a 33 to grab. My God. Go grab. <laughs> All right, and let's finish out with the two claws. Um, real quick, too, Nick, what blessing of fervor did you pick this round? Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, what are the options? You get plus you, two attack. Plus, plus two, two to attack an AC and I think saves. Or an extra attack or extra move speed. Or getting up from prone is a free action, I believe. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so I'll do that. <laughs> so the fir- first claw was a 29 to hit. That hits. For 27 damage All right. plus. Uh, the harpy has been torn to shreds. Yes. <laughs> well. Uh, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'll, I'll still hold on to the body in hopes that I can kind of. Cushion yourself. Slam onto it just a wee bit. Give me an acrobatics check. And while you. Landing on the ground was part of the plan. I'm not gonna cal- I'm not gonna allow you to take uh, a purposeful fall because you. The idea was to do the most damage to this thing as possible. Yeah. Right. So fourteen. Oh, I'll give it to you since you're using the, the harpy's corpse as a uh, <laughs> as a cushion. Nice. I knew I knew I hung onto that for a reason. Uh, however, uh, as you're as you're falling, you do see. That this harpy has an incutilis on its head. A dead incutilis, right? Uh, it is not dead. Oh. So well, could he take the rest of his it. attack on it? Yeah. Yeah. He yeah, still he has can. a claw attack. Sure. That's a 33 to hit. That hits. <laughs> For 32 damage plus 6 lightning, 1 acid, and I'll make a CMB to try and grab the incutilis. Uh, you don't need to. That's it's a dead. 30. Nice. Yeah. The Incutilis themselves are not very strong at all. No. It's... I remember they also were like slippery. Well, yeah, yeah, once they get in water, they can just get the fuck away. So I assume I go slamming into... Do I, do I end up back on top of the battlement? No, you, you drop straight down from where you uh, ended your movement. Um, so you take 11 lethal and 6 non-lethal when you land. And uh, when you land, you fall prone, but you... Uh, you can you have the ability to stand from prone as a free action this turn. And up next is Scram. Uh seeing my immediate danger is uh these harpies. I'm going to do lightning arc once again between the red and the purple. 
that you said that they're all within 50 uh they're all they 50 feet 50 up feet in the air. all the harpies yeah. yeah okay 33 damage okay so there goes another 99 damage from the wizard yeah right <laughs> and uh i am going to take my movement and uh fucking book it <laughs> <laughs> with haste and i am going to uh get away from this uh thing's uh you know air drop zone okay all right they got fried up pretty good yeah uh up next is devoth all right uh for the blessing i'm taking the plus two two attacks and ac and saves mm-hmm. and i'm going to full attack with my enlarged empowered chip uh power attack and the first attack is a 38 to hit. That hits. Ooh. And that is 34 damage. And then the next shot, that's a 30 to hit. That hits. For 36 damage. And you take down the mammoth. Woo! Up close like this, you can see that there were three incutilis on the mammoth. And they are... Uh, on they the are one? Three incutilis on the one mammoth, yes. Yeah. Uh, and they are still alive. All right, then I'll take my third attack on the one at the head, since I assume that's the one I can reach. Sure. Uh, That's a 30 to hit. That hits. And that is 36 damage again. That kills the Incutilis. That's my turn. I will, like, five-foot step back kind of towards the Red Crab to start trying to get in his way. But obviously I can only five-foot step, so it's not very much. Sure. Uh, Now it is the Mammoth's turns. So as a full-round action, the Red and Green Mammoths are going to sever their chains. So the things that they were dragging are now, like, they're just stuck in the sand. The harpies are going to go next. Is that right on top of screen? Yeah. For all of his running? Yep. Yeah, well, he he ran in the direction that they were flying. He's also making himself a pretty shiny target, shooting all those lightning bolts off. <laughs> 70 feet, damn. Yeah. I think the green and blue ones already dropped their boulders. Yeah, they dropped them in Mist of Oth. Yeah. So green and purple are going to uh, land. There we go. They're going to land flanking Ivan. But first, uh, Scram's going to get a boulder dropped on him with a natural 20. Oh, fuck. Uh-oh. And a 7 to confirm. <laughs> not confirm. Okay. <laughs> uh, and you take three points of damage from the rock. How anticlimactic. Wow. <laughs> yeah, these rocks suck. <laughs> the harpies are going to full attack on... Or no, they can't full attack. Uh, they 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 each have a morning star, and they're going to uh, swing it at swing it at Ivan. That is a eighteen to hit. Nope. And twenty seven to hit. Ties. All right. You take twelve damage from the morning star, and now it is Leon's turn. How is Ivan looking right now? He's uh, he's feeling it. He's mechanically basically at half health. Nice. He's only lost one leg this time. <laughs> if I go from here to Ivan's side, I'm going to provoke from the green one. Right? That is correct. You're you're currently within its reach where you're standing. Okay, I will use grace. Okay. To not provoke. You're going to run over here. Okay. And then I'm going to heal Ivan. Okay. You are still within reach of green, so you're going to need to cast defensively. I will cast defensively. Concentration, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's 8 plus 15. It's 23 is the DC. And what did you get for your concentration check? <laughs> wow, so you do it. You cast defensively. Here is your cure critical. 
Heal 30. Damn, wow. Nice. All right, that brings us to Cheryl. Yeah, I'm totally stoked I'm not uh, getting stomped by this uh, huge fucking elephant that I thought for sure was going to end my life after I hit it. So I'm going to hit it again and see what happens. <laughs> you can hit it a lot this turn. Yeah, I'm going to full attack this bitch. Okay. Full attack, here we go. Here we go. First attack, 29. That hits. Yes, for 36 damage. And the second attack is also 29, and that's for 27 damage. Well, I'm going to stop you right there, because that first hit takes him out. So you still have and a move action. Do some little bitch-ass and you still, like, fall off of him, or...? Oh, yeah, 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 sorry, go ahead. Yeah, okay, so I'll use my second attack to smash one of those. Okay. Uh, 29 to hit. Okay, that hits. 27 damage. That kills him. Um, yes. You're hasted, so you could even like five foot step and uh, hit attack another Incutilis. And that I will. All right. Thank you, my good man. 33. That hits. 35 damage. Get on my level. Yeah. Yeah. They but are, yes. They are dead. Excellent. All right. So uh, it's the end of Cheryl's turn. So now we're back to the top of initiative, and you can all hear a strange noise coming from the shoreline. And after a couple seconds, uh, it's like a, it's like a very rhythmic like. You realize that it's the sound of feet in the sand, and the volume of this, considering that it's just the sound of feet in sand, indicates a great number of something marching through the sand. The only one of you who has line of sight to this, because the uh, the hull fragments are blocking line of sight for everybody else, is Scram. So these things are like straight back from the hull fragments, back to the water. So they're 200 feet away from the, the fort walls. Uh, three clusters of skeletal soldiers are marching up to the fort from the surf. And we'll see you next week. Oh, no! See ya! See ya! It's the worst! Can't end in the middle of it. (laughs) God! See ya! That's a diplomatic (laughs) wizard.